it's a heart matter in everything we do. And that includes losing weight. Why, why do you want, why do you want to lose weight? What's the heart behind it? But also like, what do you want to do after you defeat that part of yourself that wants to lose weight? How would your life look differently if you'd never felt insecure again? Would you use it to serve other people? Would you use your extra energy and be generous to the people around you? Like if you weren't depressed anymore, how would you steward your joy? And that's kind of the mindset I've gone into it of like, God will give me what I need for the reasons that I need to have them, but it's always going to be my job to steward whatever I've been given for other people. It's not for my own vanity. It's not for myself even. It's it's for the people that God has put in my life. And I continue to remind myself of that because I haven't always had people in my life. just talking about like being fearfully and wonderfully made I think that's something I um, I'm gonna focus on in 2021 that goes along with grace there was a point in my life where I completely like realized like I all my life I had people saying you just need to love yourself you just need to love yourself more that's such a toxic lie yeah and me being like I I don't not love myself like but then getting to a point of being like oh like I could be a better steward of myself I could learn to love myself and that was back in 2018 which Malika mentioned at one point of when we really started like um holding each other accountable and growing in God together and I before actually even before that I was like okay I've realized with my habits with my drinking with my sitting in depression and all of that I don't just love myself so what does that look like and I had to think about it as I have always shown other people more grace um than myself and being like okay in this situation what would I tell my friend and whatever Mm -hmm. I tell my friend whether I feel it or not that's what I need to do even if it hurts because if I would have told my friend that that's what I should do for myself because when I was looking through the bible to see what does it mean to love yourself you don't see anything about loving yourself you see love your neighbor and love god as yourself yeah love your neighbor as yourself the bible assumes you're already loving yourself exactly so it's like i had to kind of turn that around on myself and be like okay well how would i love other people how would i say this to other people what would i want someone i love to do for themselves and do that and so i feel like i'm i need to go back to that mindset in a deeper way for 2021 when it comes to showing myself grace and loving god if you or if if any of you in this room came to me and said hey like I'm struggling in this area same areas that I'm struggling on with God what advice would I tell you in that moment and then learning to take that advice and mixing it with biblical truth so that I can like really hold steadfast onto it Mm -hmm. um so yeah I definitely I'm gonna be for a while for most of this year in a season of committed singleness where um any guy who would come along is gonna be my friend whether we end up saying to each other we both are attracted to each other we both want something with each other whatever until august they are literally just going to be my friend and i'm spending that time learning how to um 
be closer with God and be closer with myself. Like those are my two focuses this year. And for me, I feel like that's being a good steward of my body. So really, truly like working out really, truly um, eating healthy. What I feel like is make makes me healthy, which right. that for me Whatever just includes working your out. your body feel good. Yeah. And it can look different each day. Being active, however that is. So being a good steward of my body, um, valuing those that I love and valuing myself, whether that's like us sitting here and having this conversation in front of each other, how can I let you know that you're loved the most? Mm -hmm. And also in times where, um, like pampering myself, if I get my toes done every other week, it doesn't have to be the same for people, but that's just for me. That's how I see myself valuing myself. And I look at myself as like a kid inside of me and just me treating that kid great. And it goes also back to how I would treat other people um, or how what advice I would give someone else if it wasn't me and my own shoes. Um, and then just also um, when it comes to like me and God, looking at it every single day, how can I show God that I value him? Because if I can't wake up and read my Bible, then it's like, oh, well, I'm just not going to do anything today. versus being like, okay, I couldn't wake up and read my Bible today, but right now as I'm walking to class, I can listen to a worship song and talk to God and whatever. So that's what my 2021 is going to be figuring out is like those three areas, which I refer to as like body care, spirit, spiritual care, and soul care. So yeah, that was a lot. (laughs) Um, is there anything else on your guys' heart that you wanted to talk about? When she was talking about her single season, um, it reminded me of like mine and it's funny because I was like it ends in March but it doesn't have to end in March if I don't want it to especially if it's not something I'm not ready for um and so just acknowledging that um even though my full year will be up in March um learning to be friends with a male in a sense because like growing up like I had guy friends but that's just like oh I see as my brother and there's no potential of us being anything um and then any other guy I interacted with is like, no, I see something in you that I want in a relationship. So yeah, that's no what I try. Yeah, no middle ground. And so um, this year I plan on um, understanding what that middle ground is because there are a lot of Christian, well, not a lot. There's a few, there's like three <laughs> <laughs> Christian guy friends that I have that I don't even interact with, which I could change if I wanted to. But, like, I admire them for their, like, walk with God. And that, and besides admiring them, um, that's it. Like, I just admire them, and that is what it is. But it's like they don't fit either of these two categories. So I just know you, and I'm going to push you. Right. And so, um, kind of navigating, like, no, I can admire you, be attracted to you, and still just acknowledge you as a friend. And that's, that's all there is. And leave it at that. Whereas, I'm like, oh, there's something about you that I like, and so I'm going to have a crush on you, and I'm going to daydream about you, and this and the other. And it's like, no, it doesn't need to go to that extent. And in that same breath of learning, because God was telling me um, moving forward that the guy that I'm supposed to be with, we just going to be friends. And I have to be okay with that. And so I feel like um, towards the end of my year, um, even though I'll still be single, I'll be learning some way, somehow. I'm not sure what that looks like, but what it means to like, just be friends with a male and that being okay. You're like a brother in Christ, but also you kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just navigating that, but oh, that's funny because it makes sense. <laughs> it's funny, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, but then also, like, I feel like 
and I know me and you definitely struggle in this area of like not necessarily wanting to be known per se. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely know that that's something I'm gonna have to get over in 2021. That's something that like God's like preparing my brain. Like, okay, you're gonna be seen in a certain light. That it will be a good and a bad thing, and it's okay. Yeah. Like, don't let yourself yeah. get psyched out before you even give yourself a chance to do it. And so, um, I'm learning even each moment to like navigate and figure out what that means and um just allow myself to get comfortable with that and um also know that like my problem was I was always afraid that if I got to that um platform that um I wouldn't acknowledge God and I wanted to acknowledge him and everything and I was scared that success would get to me I was afraid that all this stuff would change me and then always go back to the thought well well like why would I think that when I know who he made me to be and I'm not that type of person, even if the world will tell me these things to make me feel that way or view myself that way, I know my foundation and my grounding and he's never going to let me do something that doesn't give him glory at this point. Like I've come too far. Like it'd be different if I was like a babe in Christ and I'm just figuring this out and um, trying to decide if I truly want to do this and go the path. Cause there are those um, crossroads that people go through is like, I'm going to have to make a decision to follow him or not. And him loving me anyway, even if I don't, and the whole process, that's a different pathway. But, okay, I chose it, and now what makes you think that I'm going to let you fall? What makes you think that I'm going to let you do anything outside of what I've set up and already prepared? Like, yeah, but I'm going to let you... If that's your fear in the first place, it does show, like, that humbleness that you have in wanting to glorify him. And so it's just, like, not letting that stop you, but mm-hmm. also not completely letting go of that right that actually really really encourages me because I have struggled with that a lot and I refused to move forward until I knew what I was doing was what I was supposed to be doing and to a certain degree I like that about myself but even like in a super practical sense I saw people who like lost a bunch of weight, were in the gym and thought they were better than everyone else Mm -hmm. because they lost a bunch of weight. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I would rather be fat and humble than toned and, and, and the most beautiful person in the world and think I'm better than everyone else. And I like, I never, I've, I've never like thought I was better than someone else because of the way I looked, but I saw other people reaching that goal that they had for themselves out of vanity. And I did not want my reasoning to be vanity, but I still felt like I needed to get there. So I needed my reasoning to be different. Mm. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to lose God in the process when I had found him after losing my vanity. So like, Mm. I didn't, I didn't want to get the stuff that made me feel vain again and lose God all in the process because one, I had him, I didn't want to lose him, but two, if I lost him, he would bring me down again in, in a sense. Like, he wants a relationship with me, so he's not going to let me be that far mm. away from him. But it was like, I don't I don't even want to lose weight and be the, the version of me that I think I should be when I look in the mirror. Because if I get there, if I were to get there with the mindset I have now, I wouldn't appreciate the journey and then that basically me realizing that God made me realize that my whole thinking on it was completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Like when we talked about it's a heart matter and everything we do and that yeah. includes losing weight. Why why do you want why do you want to lose weight? Mm-hmm. What's the heart behind it? But also like 
what do you want to do after you defeat that part of yourself that wants to lose weight? How would your life look differently if you'd never felt insecure again? Would you use it to serve other people? Would you use your extra energy and be generous to the people around you? Like if you weren't depressed anymore, how would you steward your joy? Mm. And that's kind of the mindset I've gone into it of like, God will give me what I need for the reasons that I need to have them, but it's always going to be my job to steward whatever I've been given for other people. It's not for my own vanity. It's not for myself even. It's, it's for the people that God has put in my life. And I continue to remind myself of that because I haven't always had people in my life. Like I was sitting in the, um, you were in Meyer looking in vain for your wine <laughs> and you were sitting in the back seat and I can't remember the whole like process my brain went through, but I was just like sitting there and I started to cry in the driver's seat. Like you were in there for maybe 10 minutes and I was just sitting in there, sitting in the driver's seat crying because I was thinking about how like, um, I, this is the first time in my life that I have friends, close friends that do know me that that Choose, you can take to Meyer. That I like <laughs> that we just spend so much time together that it like it brings joy to my life and and you guys don't judge me. You don't hold me to a like you don't expect anything from me necessarily. And then on top of that, I was think something about money. There was something about money going on in my head and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was basically like me realizing that I have never been provided for in every area of life as much as I am being provided for now. But I also remember consciously choosing to surrender my life and letting letting myself be provided for. Mm -hmm. So it's like a dance. Like you said, it's a wrestling. It's a like I you chose me, but I chose you. And and that balance there makes me cry for Good and bad reasons, I think, but... I, mean, I really relate with that, for real, for real, because I had a similar... I had a... I mean, honestly, like, the same conversation with God just looked different, where I was like... Like, I mean, like, I said it earlier, but I'll reiterate, I shouldn't be good. Yeah. After 2020? Like, yeah. after everything that happened with both of my houses, yeah. I had... I, I mean, I have two properties, and each of them had five to fifteen thousand dollars in damage that had to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Had to be dealt with. Not stuff you can just like. We're talking water damage, and if you don't deal with it, you're gonna get mold. Like things mm-hmm. that you gotta deal with. Um, my health was doing way better, and then just on me, and a whole bunch of other things. Like it should not be okay. Yeah. It should not be okay. And it's better than okay. Mm. it shouldn't even be at baseline and it's above baseline, right? Like there's a lot that still needs done, but like, I mean, I can just give you so many examples like, okay, whole, my entire floors need replaced in my house. How the fuck am I going to afford floors? Find all the floors that I need for like literally like 70 cents per square foot. Where's that happening? Okay, here's $8,000 in damage at your other house, and now you're going to need those floors for there. Okay, well, then what the hell about these floors? Don't worry about it. Here's 600 square feet in free flooring for the rest of your house that's already pre-cut. Just learn how to lay it down. Okay, cool. Yeah, but you're not going to literally be able to work for all of December because your IBS stuff's going to flare up, your endometriosis is going to flare up, you're going to have migraines, you're going to be processing, dealing a lot of emotional things. 
all right, cool, and you're going to come out at the top of 2020 with uh, um, not only enough to pay your bills, but enough to pay your bills and keep rocking. Mm. Like, like, it doesn't fucking make sense. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense, right? And, like, I could even get more practical. Like, this is the first time I've been in a relationship where I've allowed the man to truly have just as much of a participation in providing mm. for me as anything else, right? And that's not to say that I wouldn't let anybody do anything for me, but it's like, no, like, seeking to actively, like, all right, like, if I'm a no, if you if I can, like, let you lead me, then I'm going to need to let you lead a little bit, right. and I'm going to actually let you and see what happens, and of course that causes all sorts of problems because now I'm, like, still a control freak. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to let you lead, and I don't feel like you're leading. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? It's been two weeks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's, like, it's a theme for me, too, of just, like, provision, like, provision and the stewardship required to maintain provision mm -hmm. and and that might be a bad way of wording it because i'm god's daughter no matter what but the abundance and provision comes out of continuing to grow in stewardship yeah. mm -hmm. i think is what i'm getting at so it's like all right like are you going to learn how to steward a romantic relationship differently that's going to come with different provisions mm -hmm. are you going to learn to steward your body and your health different it's going to come with different demands on yourself mm -hmm. like you know, after my car accident, I, like, couldn't work at all for five years, and then I was trying to do stuff, I was crashing, and then I was, like, working with, like, a mule for years, and then I crashed out, and then I was, like, just starting to pick it up again, 2020, and 2020 was, like, yeah, but, like, all the stuff you learned how to do around your problems, you can't do the same way, so are you gonna, like, try to kill yourself doing what you're not built to be doing, mm -hmm. or are you gonna, like, step into a new area of provision and trust in that way, too, and... It just sounds funny because it sounds like an exaggeration. It shouldn't be okay. My light should not be on. My internet... I shouldn't have fucking internet. Are you kidding me? shouldn't be able to pay for internet. And God is glorified in you having yeah. it. And I got my favorite wine in the car on top of it. Like, what? <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. You see what I'm saying? It's like the, yeah. the manna that, like... It's like it wasn't just manna. The manna tasted good. Mm. Mm. That it is what good. I think about, like, a practical way of talking about the idea of walking on water versus treading water. Mm. Of, like... You are living in a life that doesn't have God involved in it. You aren't even talking to him. Maybe you don't even know that that's an option to have a relationship with the creator of your body and your mind and your soul and your spirit. And you're living like that. It feels like treading water in the middle yeah. of the ocean. Mm -hmm. It feels like I'm exhausted, but I don't have any other option other than to keep treading. Mm. But then when you start to have a relationship with your creator, it's like, this shouldn't make sense. Mm. This shouldn't happen, but it does. It's like against all odds, I'm still walking on water. That's uh, walking on water is against all odds. It's against physics. It's mm -hmm. against like what humans can even do. Yeah. And that, that in and of itself is a miracle. Like every little thing that happens, every single miracle that I've ever received has been like slight yeah. and, barely even noticeable mm. but then after the fact it's like that shouldn't point. be like that that's a great point like yeah. can i just say the most miss it easy that's a great yeah. point. slightest miracle that's ever happened to me is we were that i can remember um me and malika we were at her friend's birthday party and i just i saw the the you know the claw machine but it was a claw machine that gave out tickets <laughs> you remember this and i in my in my like to god i was just like I want to win those tickets. It wasn't like a, like, vanity type. I just, I was just like, 
pure of heart, honestly, I just want to win those tickets. And God said, okay, press it. Don't move it. Just press it. And I was like, I didn't even, I don't even think I doubted him in that moment, but her friends ended up, at first it was just me when I was talking to God and then they walked up to me. And when they saw me press it, they were like, what? Like, you're not going to get anything. Grab some tickets. Never had in my life, never have again. And that's something so small, but it's like, that's a miracle that I asked you for this stupid, simple tickets. And you (laughs) delight in me so much that you gave it to me. And I feel like sometimes like for me, I will ask God for a miracle and then not believe that it was him who did it yeah like so many times i've been like god can you show me this and he shows me it, and i'm like eh, but you know that was just a normal thing so i think the most miraculous prayer i've ever prayed was for god to change my desire to align with his and he Mm. has even to the point of like i'm kind of getting cold chills thinking about it i did not I don't like reading. I'm not a person that's going to sit down with a book and stay in one place and look at one page. Like I'm the type of person that opens a book and reads a paragraph 16 times mm. and it still didn't sink in. And I wanted to read my Bible but I just did not want to. But I wanted to want to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, I just was like, I don't want to read my Bible. If you if this is something I'm supposed to do, you have to make me want it. Yeah. And that's that's how me and God talk. That's that's between me and him. Yeah, that's y'all's my, business. It, it's my business. Um, but that's how he talks to me. So he's like, well, if that's what you want, that's what you got to do. And that's how I talk to my dog, too. <laughs> uh, but I literally, after praying that, I wanted, I was thirsty. I was hungry for mm. what was inside that book. And it was straight up like, open it, read it. And the more I read it, I'm like, wow. Wow, wow, yeah. wow, yeah. wow, wow. And it just kept growing and growing and growing. And now it's to the point of like, I can't imagine my life without it. And that's mm. how it happens over time without yeah. even realizing it. And it's, I think God gives us miracles that are easy to explain away because he wants you to choose to see it. Like yeah, mm, for sure. yeah. if he wanted to make you see it, he could, but then it wouldn't be a free will choice of seeing it anymore. Like yeah. Yeah. For One me, of the, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say to both of your points for me, when he does things like that, it's, it's more so like a lesson for me because it's like, I'm going to give you this, but I'm not going to give it to you the way you expected me to, because if I do, then you're not going to acknowledge me in it. Yeah. And so like, even like, the most simple and it's so silly but like I remember telling her that um I had got a lottery ticket from one of my coworkers for Christmas and I was like oh man I wish they said five dollars on it I really wanted to say five dollars and um I scratch it and scratch it and it, it says five dollars I didn't win anything <laughs> at all but it said five dollars and God's just like you didn't want you didn't say you wanted to win you just said you wanted it to say five dollars and it did and I That's feel funny. like that That's simple really story, cool. like, is like my whole life. I'm like, God, I want this, I want that, and it's like, I, I gave it to you. You may not like how I gave it to you or how it's presented to you, but I gave you exactly what you yeah, wanted. Being and intentional like, and what we right, and then it's like um, humbling myself and being like, No, but you're right. You did give it to me, and that's what I asked. And learning to accept that and love that, and then again, him like, All right, you know, just because you learned your lesson, I'll, I'll let you have this and be happy with it too. Like. I'll bless you on top of like that lesson that you had. So that's some more similar to how it is for me, actually. <laughs> like I'm more, it's like kind of a lot of like lesson things like, uh, and like, I'm also very much like you where, uh, 
I do give God a lot of credit, but boy, oh boy, can I also, like, say some shit was just happenstance, so sometimes yeah. he'll get, like, painfully obvious with me, where yeah. it's like, go ahead, and, go ahead and talk that away. Like, go ahead, try, and see what happens type deal. I'm really yeah. not playing. Like, it'll be, like, the most recent one, and this is actually the most mir- recent miraculous thing, and then I'll probably, like, I also will honestly probably have to use the restroom pretty bad again after this, but, um, I gotta quit drinking so much water. Not really. I'm just <laughs> no, I was. It was funny. Was, was I got the same book, problem because of her. You know. Yeah, no, it was that was totally me just being funny. But get your friends um, that make you drink water. Yeah. So, I have whatever it is that they call bipolar. Mm-hmm. I got it. <laughs> whatever that thing actually is, my brain chemistry is like that, and I get the binging and the impulsivity bad. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that I can you have do, very extremes tendencies yes too, in general. i do period big time yeah um and one of the things that i can do that with is, is spending like i can impulse spend really bad mm-hmm. and one of the things that i have found over the years is that it is more advantageous for me to just train my mind to want good things than to try to stop the impulse mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i'm yeah. not quite at a point where i can control the impulse with my chemistry and stuff yet but i can control what i want yeah so it's like all right well if you're gonna impulse spend how about you want to impulse spend on way too many fruits and veggies instead of on right yeah. so like Start there, and then we'll move into, like, actually not being impulsive. But as of right now, it's just control what you want. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is control your access. So it's like, all right, you might not necessarily have the discipline to not spend all your money, but you can choose to leave your debit card at home and only take $40 with mm-hmm. you. I think you and I have had similar yeah. conversations for different reasons right. on just having exactly what you're allowed to spend with you. Mm-hmm. I went to the store, and I went to Walmart, and I knew... I was like, okay, you're here, and you want... This is what you're here for. You want this thing. I wanted to get myself, like, a a Bluetooth FM transmitter thing, because uh, I had gotten Mike and my mom one. I was like, this is dope, and I want a Bluetooth bar, too. <laughs> and the, I had something I could return. So I was like, when I return this gift, I will use that money to get this, and whatever, right? And so I had that money. I knew it was exactly for that. Had this much money in my wallet. And I was like, all right. I don't know what else I need in the store, and I haven't thought about it. And when I go through a store and I just buy, it's almost always bad. My impulsivity mm-hmm. takes over. Like, I need to have a list, and then I need... To, basically, I need to be like, you're getting these three things, and then you have $10, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. And I need to work with myself like that. I didn't have these parameters. I didn't have them in place before I walked into the Walmart. But I was like, I know that I need things, and I know that... If I don't get them now, it will actually be dumb to a certain extent because it's like you're at the store. Like, why mm-hmm. exhaust yourself not trusting yourself, essentially? Oh, like, yeah. why? So, like, how do you? So, what I decided to do was literally walk the store and carefully choose what my brain said to buy. Mm-hmm. That's the best way of putting it. Where it was narrow down your impulses. Narrow down mm-hmm. my impulses. That would be the easiest way of... Yeah, that'd be an even better way of putting it. Where it's like, okay, go down each aisle. And if you're like, really want that? Go ahead and grab it. But then when you're in the next aisle, compare those things. Mm-hmm. Do you really want this? Or, and, and play this game with yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you don't, you're not in a rush. You don't need to be home in half an hour. Just, like, see what happens. 
So I did that. I went through all the aisles and I just grabbed stuff. I'm putting stuff, picking stuff up. I'm putting stuff back. I'm arguing in my head with myself. There's a couple of things in the cart that I think are very frivolous, but I've decided that are a thing that will be delighting and I'm not going to be like, I'm contending mind spirit, just like, mm-hmm. like this. I get to my final destination, which is the electronics department. All right. So I go through all the aisles. I'm like, I'm going to check out at electronics. And I'm walking in, I'm like, all right, let's see. Because I'm not using my card. I'm not using my card. I have my card with me. If I don't have enough, something goes back. Mm-hmm. Something goes back. There's no there's no overspending what's in your wallet, Rachel. That's the final rule with this little game we've played today. No overspending on the card. If you need to put anything back, you're going to put it back. Do you want to start thinking through what you might want to put back if you got to put something back so you're not holding up the line? Yeah. I'm going crazy with the overthinking. You're going to be a good mother. <laughs> I, I, would, I hope so. I would like to be a good mother one day. And I do agree with you. That's the type <laughs> of thing that might help. But i got plenty of other things that might harm. <laughs> Regardless, I had $57.20 on my wallet. And that is literally the exact amount that this receipt was. $57.20, you can't tell me that's... Mm. How the fuck do you get yeah. $57.20? And I'm not saying, like, I had 21 cents. No. I had a tw- I had two 20s, I had a 10, a 5, $2 bills, two dimes, I mean, and two dimes. I had literally exactly what this And that's the Lord. Out. No more. Mm-hmm. No, no more and no less. <laughs> it, it, it. And it's like, it's a lesson thing, right? But it was like... It was a miraculous lesson that also brought in, like, mm. all right, like, but, like, look, like, it wasn't just a miracle of provision. It was a miracle of, like, you getting to see growth, of mm. you getting to see, like, more yeah. of where I'm taking you, where I've brought you from, like, things like that, right? And you can look that over a lot easier when it's $60. No, for sure. I would have talked it away yeah. if it had been 60 even. Right. You know, oh, coincidence. You, yeah. There's no coincidence. Right. I, I had to train myself to stop saying that. Like, there are no coincidences. Right. Like, yeah, God sure. knows what he's doing, and he doesn't on Especially purpose. Especially if I ask for it. Like, if I, like, more recently, probably if, like a month ago, I asked God, like, I want you to show me what how you look at me and do it in a dream so that I know it's you and I promise you that if you do it in a dream tonight I will not say that it's not you and the dream that I saw was it was me in like a normal situation basically just being myself because I feel like I struggle with like the person the part of my personality that's very serious and the part that's like very playful and can almost seem immature and almost is immature at times and so like going to school and being like oh I feel like at home, I only show my serious side. I want to show my playful side and then get into school and only show my playful side and feeling like I'm coming off as super immature. So I was struggling with that and I wanted to see how God saw me. And in this dream, it was just like a normal everyday situation. But I like could see myself in each of those lights. And I felt like God was just saying, I see you how you are. Love yourself how you are that's in every hard. single dope. way. Yeah. That's cool. I let that. yourself be serious in the moments that you need to be serious and let yourself play in the moments you need to play. But yeah. don't feel like either of them are wrong. But I could have easily been like because the dream was so practical like it was like me and her talking and like laughing about some sort of situation there was a guy I was trying to date and I had realized that I wasn't supposed to be dating him so I sat down and had a serious conversation with him like very practical things that I could have been like no that's not God showing me how he wants you know even after I specifically asked him for it so yeah I don't know God is cool in the way that he just does these things for sure I feel like I've gone through a similar thing, but more so like I literally prayed for like, I know that I 
I don't dream often, so I know when I dream it's God. And so, like, I prayed for God to strengthen that. And then, like, just coming out with these crazy dreams and trying to figure them out. Um, I didn't ask for discernment on any of those dreams. I just asked for the dreams and he gave it to me. <laughs> no, but, like, um, just going through the process of, like, having these dreams and realizing like no it's me it can only be me because I'm telling you things about yourself that one I don't want to acknowledge Mm. um and that he knows and like I don't tell other people and so it's like within the dream like seeing that and be like yeah I can't not acknowledge God in this and think like my brain would think of anything else so yeah he shows himself in various ways Mm -hmm. beautiful ways beautiful ways well I think this is a good place to wrap it up. We had a nice little conversation about 2020 and years before leading up to 2020 and now where we all want to be at 2021. Does anyone else want to add anything about like 2021 goals? I'm I'm done. Mm -hmm. No, I'm straight. More stability, that's it. Yeah. And not even like goals per se because I feel like standards yeah because only because when i think of goals like my brain triggers like this is something i have to strive for and i have to do this way and And these are the points of if it's not done by this time then it's like no your life you shouldn't live your life on goals per se but do set a standard for yourself yeah kind of mindset and we have to also be aware that we are living a life the only life that we get Mm -hmm. And so it should be as joyful as we can possibly make it. And I feel like for we can all agree that that joy comes from the Lord. There is um, a proverb that, I'm, and I'm paraphrasing here, and I cannot tell you exactly where in Proverbs it is, but read your Bible, you will see. <laughs> Period. Um, there's a part in Proverbs that basically says, the wisest decision you can make in any day is to live for today and enjoy today. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been trying to do is like, the only thing I can, like, I am here in this moment. This moment will never be like the last moment and the next moment will not be the same as the last moment. So every every moment is different and every moment requires my total f- presence. And it's un. It's literally unwise for me to be thinking too forward in the future or be dwelling on the past. Mm -hmm. And it's unwise for me to be sitting in the moment and begrudging everything that's happening in the Mm -hmm. moment. It's unwise for me to be irritated and living in any moment other than right now. And I just want I just want to be wise. I don't want to be smart or like like whatever. I, I don't. I don't need any of that because wisdom is such a rare thing to yeah. find. Applied mm-hmm. knowledge. Yeah. Right. So many people know so many things that they can tell you do yeah. as I say and not as I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all that I've ever heard from people. So I just don't want to be that person anymore. And the only thing I can find that is wise to do is to have joy in this moment mm-hmm. and not be anywhere else. And to be honest, that requires a level of compartmentalization. Like, yeah. yeah. I still have to consider, like, what I'm going to buy at the grocery store later, which requires me to make a menu and a list. And, like, I have to think ahead. I have to think about the week ahead. I have to think about what days those are going to be. Who's going to be here? How much food do I need? Like, I have to think about all those things ahead of time. But And it's wise for me to think about that. But once I make my list, I don't have to think about that anymore. Mm -hmm. Once I'm in the grocery store, I have my list. I don't Mm -hmm. think about what I'm going to be making with my list. Right. So, I don't know. That's my practice. 
practical tangent on it, but yeah, yeah. I have a like practical um, to go piggyback off of that. For me, I've always been an overthinker and had anxiety along with that. Of course, that makes sense. Um, and so I had to get to a point when I was going through like a deep depression. I started meditating, and meditation taught me like a lot of different principles. But I got to a point where like I would it would be like two o'clock in the morning, and I'm just like overthinking and anxious about all these things. And from meditation, I learned like, okay, where am I right now? Like I'm in this room right now. I'm sitting here. It's two in the morning. Logically, there is nothing that I can do about this. I can't call this person right now. I can't like, I can't work, whatever it is, there's nothing I can do about it in this very moment. So we're going to put a pin in it in this very moment and tomorrow when I can do something about it, I'll do something about it. And that takes time. And like I said, for me, that came from just meditating when they, like, if you do guided meditations without the whole chakra stuff like that, because I click out of those. But they're like, picture what is next to you and what's around you in this room while your eyes are closed. And like, that's, <laughs> that's what I learned to do with my eyes open while overthinking of like, okay, I can't do anything about this in this moment. That is okay. And allowing myself to realize that it's bothering me. It's also okay. And it's two in the morning and I'm going to go to sleep and I can wake up tomorrow and I can like giving myself honestly being like, okay, this is when you're allowed to have anxiety over this. <laughs> A lot yeah. of anxiety. And it right. takes practice. But yeah. I feel like when we when we say, like, oh, like, live day to day, there are probably going to be people who are like, how? Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't even make sense. And and that's how. It's yeah. compartmentalizing, like, what you're saying. of Like, what can you handle in this moment? Focus on that. Right. And it's funny. Focus. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah, when you guys were saying that, like, when you said you only live once and, like, do enjoy and have joy in things, um, my brain went to like the other end of that it's like okay but also for you reckless people out there um you only live once but you only die once oh, yeah, too yeah, yeah. No. that is a line from the song by jonathan taylor um purpose over pleasure it was just funny that what you guys talking about remind yeah, me of that that's a whole it's different such, thing yeah, yeah. i love that song i i actually listened to the live version before i listened to the actual song um I love the actual song, but then also the live version, it just hit me, like, a little different with, like, everyone just being amped up and, like, him being on stage and, like, the singers. And it's, like, uh, that's definitely a song that I think about a lot. Like, no, legit, everything that you're saying, that's valid and that's true, but in that same breath, like, mm-hmm. you you can't play games all the time about certain topics and situations. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, Rachel. Thanks for having me. This was super, super fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, We always love conversations with you. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Mind the Gap. If you like what you heard, you can find us on Google Podcasts and Spotify. We put new episodes out every Wednesday. We hope that you would join us next week and have a great week.